Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Better Watch Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick. And I'm Celeste. And as always, we're here to share our love of everything horror. And true crime. Back to good old Aussie ploitation for this week. And we chose a more recent film that I feel like we it was at Monster Fest last year, but we missed Monster Fest because we were busy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm kicking myself for it. But we ended up watching Sissy, which, yeah, it's, it's a weird film. It's very, like, mo- well... Obviously, it's modern, but <laughs> like for our generation, yeah, like it is so like it would hit me with some hard truths, yeah. And like I, I will talk about them at the end, but I want to read the synopsis on the back of this movie because it's just it's batshit crazy. <laughs> so the synopsis is Cecilia and Emma were tween age BFFs who were going to grow old together and never let anything come between them until Alex arrived on the scene. 12 years later, Cecilia is a successful social media influencer living the dream of an independent, modern, millennial woman until she runs into Emma for the first time in over a decade. Emma invites Cecilia away on her bachelorette weekend at a remote cabin in the mountains where Alex proceeds to make Cecilia's weekend a living hell. Hashtag triggered. Stop. So. Oh, God. Yeah, this movie has a lot of themes about the use of social media and what it has on us right now. Yeah. And, yeah, there were some things that were very eye-opening for me Mm. in this film because I was watching it like, that is me. Like, especially with the podcast, seeing comments and likes, you get that bit of a rush and you're like, oh, yeah, that's sweet. Like, that's what I wanted. Yeah. And then when you don't have that, it's like, yeah, I don't know how to feel. Yeah. I, I understand. So this movie was directed by Hannah Barlow and Kane Scenes. I think I've butchered that last name, as I usually do, but I apologize if I have. And it stars Aisha D, the director herself, Hannah Barlow, Emma DiMargariti, Daniel Monks, and Yeren Ha. And it has a runtime about 102 minutes. So, But it doesn't feel like 102 minutes. Like- no. It's such a good watch like by the time you know it the movie's over like mm-hmm. there's no real boring bits like it's engaging and like i know for you like you're not really the slow leading up to the big moment type of movie guy yeah but even you were enjoying it i did enjoy this movie i thought it was really well done really well made and considering and they made it during covid yeah it was made during covid was written in 2018 and I have to mention this after reading about it. It was <laughs> loosely based on the real life influencer and scammer, Belle Gibson. Now, for those who don't know who Belle Gibson is, like, <laughs> I, I don't really watch the news. And like, there's a thing in this movie that I'm like, holy fuck, that's me in a, in a few particular scenes. But I knew about this chick. I knew what she did. So she preached wellness as a cure for cancer that she never had. So she basically lied to the Australian population that she had some rare form of brain cancer and that she was surviving by doing all this like herbal natural medicine and scammed so many people out of their money. Yeah. So like she she is like a real life scammer. Still going around today. Like obviously she's been caught and no one trusts her anymore. And they even mention her in the movie. Yeah, they do. And I was like, Oh, it's name drop. I was like, that's rough. She gets name dropped. <laughs> it is crazy. Like at first watch, because we didn't have subtitles on because we wanted to watch the movie to see how it was. And we were like, yeah, it's pretty good. Like, I didn't know how to feel about her first watch. I was like, oh, like, 
at the start, it doesn't feel like a horror movie, but then it leads into the horror aspect. So it feels like a teen drama at the start. Yeah. And then it leads into the horror side, which is awesome. Like the third act of this whole film is, it's crazy. Mm. I love it. But yeah, after reading who it's loosely based on and then going back with subtitles and her getting name dropped, I was like, oh. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the dialogue was really like quiet or it was like background dialogue that we missed the first time because we couldn't hear it because it was so quiet and then seeing the subtitles and we're like oh oh okay yeah i didn't know that that's what they said yeah exactly like there was a lot of like it is on our fuckometer (laughs) as i like to call it you hate it but um (laughs) we didn't think it would make it but it it slotted in there number four yeah didn't have like it had many it had a lot more than i thought yeah like i didn't expect it to have the number that it did have, which we will mention at the end. But without further ado, let's just go through some like key points in this movie. So obviously we mentioned every actor in this movie, like every main actor and actress in this movie, because they're all so like intertwined with together. Well, they're the only characters really. Yeah. We only follow these five people really. Yeah. Five, six people. Five. Five. Trying to count in my head. Quick maths. Six? No. Wait, All right, no, so I'm we confused. follow, obviously we meet Cecilia at the start and we learn she's a, like a mental health awareness, social media influencer. Yeah. And she is like this, like you feel like there's something wrong with her and she doesn't feel <laughs> like herself and she gets like this serotonin boost when she like posts the video and looks at the comments and everyone's like, oh, you're the best. You saved my life. Like, yeah, there should be more people like you in the world. And like the visuals in this movie where you see like the heart, like heart pumping and the, the pupils dilating. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's was, that's, that's crazy. Where I was like, dude, is this how we feel when we see the likes? 100 percent come through and we see the comments come through. 100 percent. I didn't feel attacked in this movie. I just felt like Holy I was shit, like, oh. Okay, now I feel like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a little bit. That's all right. So, yeah, we get like an into- insight into who she is and what she does. And it's a weird thing. Here's the thing I want to talk about where I was like, holy fuck, this is me. She goes to turn on the TV and she flicks past all like the current events. So there's like because the, it's Australian, all depressing shit. the Australian bushfires, like a war happening and like climate change happening to then she just puts it on a reality TV show and, like, forgets about it. Like, this fake scripted shit. Yeah, like a made-up version of, like, Love Island and Bachelor in Paradise. I thought it was Big Brother because no. of the chair. It does. It's not a real show. I know, but I, like, for me, because I don't watch Love Island because I think it's shit. Well, it is. I was like, Big Brother came first into yeah, mind. Yeah, but Big Brother doesn't focus on dating. No, it doesn't. I quickly <laughs> learnt that. <laughs> After I saw what was happening in the fake show. Okay. So we get to a point where Emma goes to a pharmacy and she sees what she thinks might be her old friend from school, Emma. You mean Cecilia went to the pharmacy? Who did I say? (laughs) Emma. Oh, my bad. (laughs) God, I'm terrible at this. I apologize. My God. So Cecilia goes to the pharmacy where she feels she sees Emma and she kind of like runs away. 
because she yeah. doesn't want to see her. But eventually, like, they catch up and Emma is, like, so ecstatic to see her. Yeah, she's like, oh, my God, like, it's been so long. Like, I've missed you. How have you been? Blah, 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 blah. You should come to my engagement party tonight. It's a karaoke party. Like, you have to come. And she's like, send me, like, your social. So, and she's like, I'll invite you now. And she's like, oh, it's at Sincerely Cecilia and then Emma sees that she has over 200,000 followers and she's like oh my god like you're famous yeah holy shit like you've done so well for yourself and blah 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 blah. Um, yeah but you feel like because the confrontation is so awkward Cecilia puts up boundaries because she calls her sissy at the start and she's like no it's Cecilia yeah and um it's like a weird vibe where then Emma's like, oh, okay, like, I'm, I'm really sorry. And you're like, what happened? Because in the flashback videos, like, they looked the best of friends. Mm. So what could have happened in, like, 10 years that made them not even really recognise each other at first? Yeah, that is something to mention with this movie. It flicks between, like, flashbacks of them as kids to, like, now. Yeah. And, like, it keeps moving back and forth between those. But it's, which- like, seamless. It's not confusing. No, you know what's going on the whole time. Yeah, which is good. So we get to the engagement party. This is where we meet three more characters. We meet Fran, the fiancé of Emma. Yeah. And we meet Tracy and Jamie. Yeah. And... Obviously, engagement party. Emma's had a few too many to drink. She brings up Cecilia to do karaoke and ends up throwing up all over her. They get to the toilet where this is where Fran actually introduces herself to Cecilia. Yeah. And, of course, being an Aussie movie, we have to obviously reference Kathleen Kim with the look at moi, look at moi. Yeah, when Emma's, like, drunk on the floor, just having a deep conversation with Cecilia about like, you know, let's just put the past behind us and yeah. let's just move forward. Like I've missed you. Let's just have fun. And she's like, you know what? You should come to like, are you free this weekend? Cause you need to come to my hen's weekend. We're going away. Come here. I'll send you the address now. Yeah. So they keep on partying the rest of the night. And when Cecilia's going home in like her Uber. Um, she's going through Instagram, like stalking Emma. Yeah. And sees that this particular person has like been tagged in a photo of Emma's like a little while ago and she freaks out over it and her name is Alex. And so she's like, oh, like, I'm really sorry. Can we just change the address and make a quick stop? So she ends up going to their old school and digging up the time capsule that her and Emma put together and buried and then we cut to her getting home and opening up the time capsule and she finds this like video recorder like a handheld one yeah and plugs it into a tv and watches these old clips and um they're like dancing to this sister song that's really really catchy and it's annoying me yeah (laughs) it was stuck in your head yeah the whole time and it's been (laughs) stuck in your head for a week now 100%. It'd be like top of your Spotify by the end of the year. <laughs> it, it was a catchy song. Yeah. It really was. And this is where we get our like first real good jump scare of the movie. Like she wakes up to like the, was it like the beeping sound of the tape being finished? Yeah. And she like can hear a voice and she's like trying to ask like, who is it? Like, what are you doing here? And we see that it's her younger self covered in blood. And you're just thinking like, what the hell happened? Yeah. Like, it was scary. What is going on? So then, of course, 
like Wolf Creek, we've got to have a driving montage <laughs> because this movie is set in the old school horror movie trope of a house slash cabin just in the middle of nowhere. nowhere. Yep. Gotta love that. <laughs> gotta, gotta love it. And while they're driving, Alex gets like some notifications. Sorry, not Alex. Fran. 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 I keep... Fran. Switching up the names. Fran, like Francis. Fran, Fran, whatever. <laughs> One point I thought Tracy called her Fanny. No, she said Franny. Yeah, but it sounded like. I know. And I was like, is her name like Fan or something? That, no, That's darling. a bit weird. But then we learned it was Fran. But back to where we are now. So Fran or Fran, whatever you would like to pronounce it as, gets notifications up on her phone and she mentions to Cecilia because Cecilia asks like, oh, what's going on? She's like, oh, nothing. Alex is just sending me photos of the house and like a joke of like, this is your vacation home. And we get a flashback of like Alex, Alex- bullying Cecilia. Yeah, because Cecilia is like wondering why Emma is being so like friendly with Alex and not, not her. her. And yeah, the words that you'll hear all the time is sissy, don't be a sissy. Like, it's just repetitive. Yeah. And you're like, what is going on? And Cecilia's like in this trance and it snaps when she hits a kangaroo while driving. Yeah. To which point they all get out of the car and it's the kangaroo's still, still alive. It's still breathing. But like, because Cecilia is still in this trance, we see like young Emma with a bloody spade next to her and like a gash in her face. And you're like, what happened? Yeah. Like, why is she seeing this? Yeah. And then she snaps back when Fran's like, give me the keys. She's like, we've got to put it out of its misery. So they end up driving back over the kangaroo. And you see it. Yeah. Was not expecting it. No, was not expecting it at all either. But yeah, we see it all. And then they just keep driving. Yeah. To the house. So we get to the cabin as everyone like enters as Cecilia is just sitting in the car by herself. And we already, we can tell that Cecilia is the outsider yeah. of this group. Well, I mean, she doesn't know anyone but no. Emma. No. Like it is weird. It was weird. It's like, it's weird that she's just out of the blue, like they've seen each other and she's like, oh, you should come to this. Like, like a really not, important life event. After not seeing you for 15 years. Yeah. Like it's it just, weird. Yeah, it is weird. Makes no sense. Yep. But whatever. We need to make a movie work Mm -hmm. and this is how it's working. Yeah. So Cecilia has to find her own way into the house and goes through like a back door and she notices everyone's already starting to party and it kind of just like the music kind of scratches and stops when Alex notices that Cecilia is there and she's like traumatized. Yeah. And we can notice that there's a scar on on Cecilia's face. Alex's face. Alex's face. I keep switching up the characters <laughs> and it's probably because it's 10.30 at night when we're <laughs> recording this and, yeah, I'm, I am so sorry. <laughs> Trying to be professional and I can't do it. I <laughs> uh, hope everyone's having a good laugh at me, honestly. Alex, we notice Alex has a massive scar on her face and she grabs Emma to go have a chat with her and she's talking about, like, why did you bring this fucking psycho to the engagement party? Like, what the fuck were you thinking? And we notice Emma's, like, saying, I invited her, but I didn't realise that she would actually come. And she's like, I also forgot I invited her because I invited her when I was drunk last night. Yeah, like, fucking hell. Yeah. So then they come back inside and sort of... It's a bit awkward, but they sort it all out and they're watching that trashy TV show or whatever. And 
Cecilia is like, hey, guys, like I, I want to make a speech. And everyone's like, oh, like this is weird. Like we don't even know you. What are well, you doing? We have to mention that like she had to yell to get everyone's oh, attention because yeah. they're all like talking about the show and she's like trying to get Emma's attention and she had to yell. Yeah. For it to happen. Yeah. Um. So basically she gives Emma the time capsule as like an early wedding present. And like Emma's like this, like this is crazy. Like, thank you. This is amazing. And Cecilia plugs in that camera again to see the old videos. And she's like, oh my God, we were so little. Like, oh my God. And as everyone's kind of like getting into the, oh, like Cecilia's not that weird. Like, it's all right. The TV like shuts off mm. and Alex is like, dinner's ready yeah and everyone's like oh this is like awkward and something's off i don't know what's off yeah and they walk and they go start eating dinner and it's very clear at the dinner table that cecilia is the outsider this is where i love the camera shot selection here because it's like you see like all five of them like all together having a good time to then just like see Cecilia's at the end of the table and it you makes you feel like that she is so far away from everyone else when really she's only a couple of feet. Yeah, but it makes it, yeah, look so much further and away. And I, I really love this dinner scene because they like ask her if Cecilia's dating anyone and what she does for a job. And when she mentions what she does for a job, this is where Alex kind of puts her two cents in and she's like, but like... Oh, like if you like... S- s- swapped feet like how are you advocating for mental health when you're a psycho yeah and like tracy jamie and fran are kind of like what is happening here like we understand the three of you went to school together but like what is happening and what is with the hostility like a lot of hostility in here (laughs) um because who is it fran asks her if she's got a degree for it she's like no i'm just like like what we are to the horror community we're just fans yeah we're not experts she's like i just advocate for mental health yeah to help other people like myself yeah because i have my stories to share and i want to share them with everyone else like us with we want to share our love for horror and true crime with all of you legends out there (laughs) that actually listen and we thank you yeah and turns out that Fran is actually getting her doctorate in psychology. Yeah. So she's going to be a professional in that field, but she doesn't shit on Cecilia at all. Like no. She's like, I think it's great what you're doing. Like, that's amazing. And even Emma, she was like, the two of you, what the both of you are doing is really good for everyone. And more talking and more talking. And then Alex is just shitting on Cecilia again. And it just gets to the point where Cecilia just gets up and goes to the bathroom because she's really Not upset. before. What? Like, Jamie also has something to say about it because Alex is piping up and then Jamie goes like, yeah, because you're an influencer, what if happens if you, like, don't read someone's DMs and they kill themselves? Like, you've influenced them to feel a certain way that they can talk to you mm. and then they go and do that. Yeah, but then Cecilia's like, but I've n- like I've always told my followers I'm not a professional. Like that's not on me. Yeah. And he's like, well, I kind of is, and I'm like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. And then she walks up because she's like, this is so fucked up, and like I feel so uncomfortable. And she walks into the toilet to then go on her phone to read the comments and to get make that, her happy. To make her happy and get that serotonin boost again. To when her good friend Emma comes in to make sure she's okay and comforts her and tells her like Alex is not a perfect person like she's a psycho too and about what happened between the two of them when they were kids. Yeah, she was like you can't blame yourself like we were 12. 
you were a child. It was an accident. Let's just get over this and have a good weekend. Yeah. And so once they're all in bed, um, Cecilia is also sleeping on the couch, by the way, because there wasn't enough beds for everyone. And because Cecilia was a last addition, Alex didn't get a bed set up for her. Oh, this dream. Yeah. <laughs> this makes me feel ill. So when we were watching it the first time and like she kind of wait, like is sitting there trying to like get to sleep and she sees Alex come in. And Alex is like, sorry, didn't mean to wake you. Just needed to get a glass of water. Do you mind if I come sit? Let's have a chat. And so she's like, you know, truce. Let's just put this all behind us. And when they go to shake hands, Alex is like, oh, my God, like your hands are so soft. Like, do you moisturize them? And starts rubbing Cecilia's hand like all over her face. That was making me really uncomfortable. I feel like it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. I know, but like I hate when people touch my face. Yes. Because I'm like, it's it's my face. Don't touch it. Yeah. It's gross. And then she's like, maybe you can help with this and like stick Cecilia's fingers like in her scar, like it's an open wound. And then it cuts and Cecilia woke up. It was a dream. (laughs) And when we're watching it, I was like, I swear to God, if this like turns out to be, it's just a dream, I'm going to (laughs) scream. Because I knew that was going to happen. It, it was obvious. Yeah. The thing with this movie is it can be pre- predictable at times. But probably, it's all right. Uh, like, mm, it's not like a like cringy I predictable. Gonna, I wasn't going to predict that her fingers would go into her face, but it was very predictable. It was, was going to be, be a dream. Because I was like, there's no way Alex was such a bitch at dinner. And now she's nice to her. So Cecilia wakes up to a note, which we learn is from Emma, showing her like where everyone is because they didn't want to wake. Well, Emma didn't want to wake her up. Yeah, because they all went for a hike to, like, this lake nearby to, like, have some chill-out time. And she ends up catching up with them but notices that they're starting to talk about her and Alex notices that she's up there and hides behind a tree and this is where Alex starts to mention the history between them. And what happened with the scar on her face and basically says to Fran, Jamie and Tracy that Cecilia is responsible for it. So they're like, oh, my God, like, that's her. Oh, my God, she's such a psycho. And then Jamie's like clicking his fingers and he's like, sissy's cancelled. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. This is so relevant with cancel culture now. It is. It's very relevant. And. This is where Belle Gibson gets dropped. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, my God, she's like the real life Belle Gibson. Like she's crazy and she's trying to spout all this shit on social media. Mm. And like Cecilia's getting like we can see she's visibly getting upset. Yeah. At this. Understandable. You're trying to make friends and make make these people like you and they're just shit talking you. And we're flashing back to when. Alex is telling sissy don't be a sissy like just repetitively with these two like redhead twins in the back that remind me of the Grady twins from The Shining. Yeah. Mentioned it straight away. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, they're like those twins from The Shining. And I was like, hundred percent. They're so creepy. So Emma ends up leaving because she's sick of everyone bad mouthing Cecilia. And then eventually everyone disperses except for Alex who calls out Cecilia to tell her, hey, I know you're there. Yeah. And she asks her, like, like, why are you here? Like, why are you here with us? And this is where she grabs out Cecilia's phone and, like, goes on her Instagram to film her to say, like, 
you tell your influencers what you did to me or I'll tell them myself. Yeah, because she's like, you've been lying to them and that's not fair to them. They should know who you really are. And obviously Cecilia stays quiet Yeah. and Alex goes fine. And so turns the phone on herself and she's like, hey, everyone. And like, he's like putting on this like fake smile. And she's like, um, the Cecilia that you know and love is a fake. And like, if you knew the real her, like you should look, look at my face. She did this to me. And meanwhile, Cecilia is like trying to tackle her in this lake. Yeah, and, like, it eventually gets up to Alex, like, gets to upload the video. And as it's uploading, they're still having their scuffle, which ends up in, like, it goes between flashback to them, back to flashback to them. And we see Cecilia grab, like, the crisp, there's, like, a crystal rock yeah. that was next to all the food and stuff. And she grabs it and smashes Alex over the head with it. And then we go back to the flashback and we see, like, Cecilia as a kid say, I am not a sissy. And... All we hear is just silence. Yeah. As we, again, go back to them now and we see the blood coming from the open wound from the crystal hitting Alex in the head to then going back to the flashback to seeing that Alex had bullied Cecilia so much to the point she stabbed her in the face with a garden spade. Yeah, like those tiny little ones. Oh, it was so cool. And I was like... Oh, my God. That was so cool. Yeah, I and was like, not expecting that. Her pulling it out, practical effects in this movie, on point. The CGI blood kind of ruins it, though. Yeah, but, but I'm, we'll take what we can get I'm at this point. I'm <laughs> happy that they put budget into... The practical. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is what you need in yeah. a low-budget horror film. Just put some money into practical because... It turns out so good. Yeah, it does. Not everything has to be so overly CGI'd. Yeah. So, yeah, we cut to Cecilia, like, dragging Dragging. Alex's body (laughs) around and she's, like, having a panic attack again that she's, like, done this to Alex. So then she does, like, this Instagram story about, like, oh, you should, like, get out in the sun more and, like, plant, replant a tree, you know, because it'll give you, like, serotonin to make you feel better and you know if you get some dirt under your nails it'll be a bit of b12 b12 boost and i'm like what the heck are you talking about bro what is going on and then you mentioned like holy shit do you reckon she buried alex and she's put this plant on top of her which is 100 percent what she did yeah (laughs) she wasn't very good at it though no she wasn't very good at it because the most shallow grave i've ever bloody seen little do we see Jamie comes around the corner, dr- what we think is drunk. I thought he was drunk. He, was he turns oh. out he was high as a kite. It's probably a bit of both, let's be real. <laughs> He's there and he just wants to go to the toilet and he hears like, because Cecilia makes a noise trying to hide and he's like, is anyone there? And says the funniest line, one of the funniest <laughs> lines in this film. Yeah. Where he goes, hey, Trace, I've got my cock out and I know how to use it. In this, like, weird voice, too. Yeah, and then Cecilia comes out from behind the tree and he's like, were you watching me pee? And she's like, no. And he's like, okay. And she's like... One thing to point out about James is he has a crutch, like, the whole time. You didn't notice until he walked around. It's not very noticeable until he walks around the corner that he has this crutch. And he's, like, walking. Yeah. That you Like, I noticed it. Yeah. And, um... He's noticing the blood on Cecilia and he's like, you're right. She's like, yeah, I just fell over like over there. And this is where he falls over and he like rubs the dirt off of Alex's body, which yeah, shallow as all hell, bloody grave. 
Because it was just a tiniest amount of dirt just covering her face. And he looks down and he's like looking back at Cecilia and Cecilia's like, oh no, Alex, what happened? Like not being <laughs> subtle at all. No, and Jamie just takes off hobbling. Yeah. I said in the notes, scuffles away. Yeah, I felt really bad for him because I was like, he's got no hope. Because <laughs> Sissy's just like jogging after him like, wait, where are you going? Yeah. And then he's like... Stay away from me. Stay yeah. away from me. And then they end up on this like cliff face. <gasps> so his back t- is towards the drop and he's holding his crutch out at her. And she's like, I'm like, don't be afraid of me. Like it was self-defense. And he's like, if it was self-defense, why did you hide her body? Why didn't you say anything? And she was like, I overheard you. Like sissy's cancelled. Like why would you believe me if I said it was self-defense? And as this is happening, like Fran or Fran. Fran, I'm going to be Aussie. Fran. Yeah, why are you saying Fran? I don't know. Fran (laughs) is with Emma and Tracy and she mentions to Tracy, like, she gives, like, a little hint to, like, basically be like, hey, fuck off. Yeah, I want some time with my fiancé. Yeah, and she tries to relax Emma, but it doesn't work and... She's like to Tracy, go find where Jamie is. So when Tracy gets around the corner, because Jamie still has the crutch out, Cecilia just grabs the end of it and pushes him off. Yeah. Which this scene. Oh my God. It's just a wide shot of this rock face cliff. And you just see Jamie like hit a tree and then hit a rock and then hit another one and then hit the ground. It just it's the rem- longest fall death I've ever seen. But it's awesome. Yeah. It's so good. And you were like, okay, which one's better, the Midsummer Cliff or this cliff? And I said this one because in the Midsummer one, they like jump and it's a very quick plummet to their death-ish. This one, it was so slow and like... Oh, he like he got caught in the first tree. Yeah. He got all tangled up. And, and then, then you just see like this ragdoll body just backflip onto the rock. And then roll and fall into another tree and then fall again. And I was like, oh, my God. And then you were like, I can't wait to see if someone finds his body at the bottom of that because his body is going to be mangled. And I hope we see it. <laughs> I was like, I hope we see it. Me yeah. being the goraphobe. Yeah, I you're am. like, I want to see it. I want to see it. <laughs> Show me I, the body. I only, I asked that midsummer question and nice voice break. Um, <laughs> I would say like for me, the midsummer one's still better. And it's only because it's the only like, because Jamie's was like, it was a push. Like he didn't do it. Whereas midsummer, like it's, they that, that was the jumped. end. That was the end of their life. And it's the only death that's ever made me yell at a character of like, how stupid are you? <laughs> you dumb old man. <laughs> and if you've seen Midsummer, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And one day we will talk about it on the podcast oh, because 100%. it is one of my favorite horror movies of all yeah. time. But back to Sissy. Yeah, that death of Jamie is just, oh, it hit me. Yeah. And it was it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. It was so cool. The deaths in this movie are so creative. Yeah. For a low budget horror, they're so creative. And like the acting's not bad. Sometimes the characters can get a bit annoying, but like, oh, just it that's works like, so. That's to be expected. Thinking about this more, it's getting up there on my list <laughs> of like some of my favorite horror movies. Yeah. All right. So back to the movie, it like cuts to nighttime and we see like Tracy's in the house, getting wine drunk. Love it. Watching the reality TV show. Mm. And we see like Sissy out the window, sees her and grabs like this tree branch and cuts up her arm. 
Yeah. In It was rough. It was rough. And you only saw it for like a little bit that she did it. Yeah. But the editing of this movie, so like as she's cutting her arm and the blood is just pouring out, we cut to Tracy pouring her red wine. Yeah. Like the parallels. Did you find it weird that she licked the bottle? <laughs> she Yeah. It was like this jug and obviously there was like a little bit of drip and she was like, oh, okay. Yeah, and I was like, like that. fair. And I'd like, the yeah, same. we see... Cecilia in the background and she's like can you help me and Tracy's like oh fuck yeah okay and they like she puts her in like this spa bath yeah puts like a face mask on her which is this when Tracy gets killed in this scene I just can't but help but laugh at Cecilia because she's had the face mask on the whole time and she's like looking serious at her yeah with like just her like mouth and eyes showing yeah and you can just see her (laughs) eyebrows through the mask Oh, face masks in general are really funny. <laughs> so what happens in this scene is Tracy starts to get a bit like sus- suspicious and scared of Cecilia to the point like Cecilia gets out of the bath and she's like, I'm a good person, aren't I? And Tracy's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's just go outside and talk about it in the fresh air. She's like, oh, yeah, okay. And like, <laughs> you think they're going to walk outside until Cecilia grabs Tracy and throws her in the bath, which the jet for the bubbles or something whatever is still going on and tracy's hair gets caught in it oh and she's trying to reach for the button to stop it but doesn't stop it in time and cecilia's just watching her drown this is why i laugh because she's got the face mask on yeah (laughs) and all you see is just these serious eyes and mouth just um watching you yeah it's so it's so creepy it is like um oh what's the what's the movie it's the movie silence of the lambs <laughs> like with the face, <laughs> like that's what it just reminds when he me gets of. Against the detective's face, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. If anyone's ever used like a sheet mask for like skincare, like you know the feeling. Yeah. So yeah, what happens to Tracy is like her scalp gets ripped off the top of her head, and we see the aftermath. It's just a water full of blood and Tracy's dead body with her scalp ripped off. With her scalp gone, it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. Love it. So good. <laughs> so now. We cut back to the woods. Yeah, where Alex has gotten up from being unconscious. She looks rough. She is rough. She's got like a bloodshot eye. She's blinded because of her concussion. And like, and her, she can't speak. Yeah, and her head's like open. Still open from the wound. And like, I don't know if you could see, but I feel like there was bits of her brain and skulls being shown. Probably. Which is, again, practical effects on point. Which leads to one of the funniest scenes in this movie. I got a fucking major laugh from this movie. Well, it was a horror comedy. It was like a dark comedy. Yeah, because you're not when, supposed to it's laugh. It's when Alex calls the police station after oh finding God. Jamie's phone, which we see Jamie's body. Yes. Yeah, it was sick. Because um, Alex finds, I think it's Emma's phone. No, I feel like it was Jamie's phone. It doesn't matter whose phone it, it is. It doesn't matter whose phone it was. But she... Puts the torch on just to see what, like, is happening. And she sees Jamie's crotch. And she's like, oh, great. Like, Jamie must be here somewhere. Shines it a bit further and you just see his mangled body. Like, his arms are bent. His legs are bent. Everything is bent in wrong directions. Guts are falling out. It was rough. And so she's, like, muffled screaming because she can't really scream properly. And she manages to call the police station. What was the constable's name? Uh... Martindale or something? Yeah, something like that. And he picks up the phone and he's like, hello, I can't remember what police station. And he thinks it's his mate because it's just He's like, oh, Gaz. (laughs) He's like, Gaz. I told you to stop calling when you're drunk. 
And he's like, one more incident of this and I'm going to cut you from the netball team. That was so good. It was like the best line. I wasn't expecting it at all. Oh, it was so good. You're not going to be a wing defence anymore, Gary. Yeah. You fuck up. <laughs> that was so good. So then he realises it's not Gary because he's like, what are you doing out in the sticks, mate? <laughs> and yeah. he's like, oh, shit. This so is then he goes Gary. like full professional. He's like, hello, this is the police department. How may I assist you? And as he realises, the phone dies. Yeah. <laughs> what a dickhead. Such an idiot. Oh, so good. He's probably one of the best characters and he's only in it for like two scenes. Yeah. Oh. Amazing. <laughs> I gotta talk about, when we get to it. I'll talk yeah. about the other line he says that made me chuckle a bit. Yeah. So while this is happening, Cecilia gets in the the car and drives away, and she's stopped by Fran. Fran almost said Fran again, <laughs> pissing me off. Fran notices like Cecilia's starting. She drives past the house, and she's starting to build up speed. And Fran is like. Are you all right? And she's going on this monologue about how she's had a shit day and and a shit life and, and a shit life and like why does why do you deserve Emma and I don't deserve Emma and Fran's like noticing like oh shit and she can't get her seatbelt on because you know yeah. like when you try to rush to put your seatbelt on and it just gets stuck and you can't yeah. do it I think yeah. that that's what was happening yeah and it ends up in Cecilia like slamming on the brakes and Fran flying through the windscreen the windscreen to then cecilia says to her which she said to the kangaroo when they hit it it's the humane thing to do she's like saying this to herself because fran's not moving yeah she's she's not gonna get up from this she's not getting up from that and cecilia ends up running over fran's head with the car you were so excited for this i was excited (laughs) because as if you've seen on our tiktok we went and saw winnie the pooh and the same, there's one of the kills, it's the same thing. And I noticed when we watched that, it was CGI and you could see like the face stretch. I'm not blaming it because it was a low budget horror film, but I wish maybe they had put a bit more money into like, see, uh, not CGI. Practical effects. Practical effects because like this movie probably had the same budget and it did so much it better. Did a way better job. Yeah. And I don't mean to like attack Winnie the Pooh. Now that I think about it more, like maybe. It wasn't as bad as I first said it was. Like, the acting's trash. and It is bad, though. It's bad. It's a terrible movie, but, like, it was a fun premise. Whereas yeah. this movie is, like, it's a fun premise, but it's fun to watch. Yeah, and the effects are good. The characters yeah, are good. The so acting's when, good. When, it, when the car wheel, like, went over Fran's head, like, okay, yeah, I noticed there was a bit of CGI and the face stretched a bit, but, like, the eye coming, popping out. And then, like, when the Cecilia eventually like drive off you could see that it was practical at the end and I was like I appreciate that and I appreciate the effort you put into it yeah it's just the little touch-ups are like CG yeah which I don't mind Mm. when the whole thing's CG it looks like trash it's pretty (laughs) fucking terrible (laughs) so now we get Cecilia's back at the house she's trying to find Emma and there's like a painting on the wall and she hallucinates that it's talking to her saying sissy don't be a sissy it's a really creepy painting. Though, it to is. Be fair. And this is where Cecilia starts to beat herself up and give herself a blood nose. And she goes on her Instagram live to 
say to everyone, like, help me. Alex has gone crazy. She's killed some of my friends already and, like, all She's this shit. After and me. you're reading the comments, like, they're like, what the fuck? This is fucked up. Like, oh, my God, are you okay? Yeah. I can get you some help. And she's like feeding off of their energy, really. Yeah. And then she passes out from hitting herself in the bloody yeah. head. And this is where Emma finds Cecilia on the floor to try and help her. But she notices Tracy's under the bed. Yeah. Because she went to go get some towels hmm. and sees these towels in one of the rooms and she picks it up and the bottom half of it is just covered in blood. Yeah. And she's like, what is happening? So she grabs more towels out and she's looking under the bed and yeah, and she sees Tracy's dead body and just like screams and starts like crying. And then she goes to walk out of the room and Cecilia is there and stops her in like the doorway. And Emma's like, are you okay? Like where's Fran? And um, Cecilia's like, I, I don't know. And he's acting really weird. And then Emma notices the best friend's necklace. So mm. when they this were kids. This is a kids, thing that I didn't mention before. Like she has it after she knocks out Alex. Well, and we didn't even explain what they are first. Yeah. Sorry. So in one of the flashback, like the day of the spade incident, mm. it's Emma's 13th birthday. And for her birthday, Alex gives her half of a best friend's necklace. Like, you know, when you're in like primary school or whatever, and it's in the shape of a heart and there's like a crack down the middle, you keep one, your best friend gets one. Yeah. I had plenty because I just loved them uh, in general. Don't. I had no friends. <laughs> I don't think you'd be wearing a love heart necklace, darling. Oh, you never know. Well, probably not back then. <laughs> yeah. Now. now you would. <laughs> yeah. So then like all these years later, Emma and Alex are still wearing them. So... Cecilia is really jealous of it. And after she thought that she killed Alex, she took it mm. to wear. So Emma notices this. But no one else. They probably did. No. Nah. It doesn't matter. I don't give a It shit. really doesn't matter. Yeah. But Emma notices it and is like, shit, it's not Alex that's gone crazy. It's Cecilia that's gone crazy. Yeah. I need to be careful about my words here because I'm probably next. Yeah. And they get into like a little scuffle and... Uh, Cecilia ends up tripping Emma over and knocks her out. So then we see she's tied Emma up to a chair and she's playing the video of them together on the TV as she's like cutting her hair. And she's dyed it pink. Dyed it pink. And like she's just fully gone crazy. And she's like, oh, yeah, we need the nail polish. Because what we forgot to mention again is there was like this gold sparkly nail nail polish polish in the... Um, time capsule because it was their favorite color yeah so they she goes to find it and as that happens very i feel i like what happened here because she was like she got the duct tape off her mouth and used her tongue to rip off the necklace the necklace which i was like that's creative yeah and to be able she, to use it to like saw the ties off yeah and she like knocks herself over to cut herself free and then picks herself back up when cecilia comes back in and then knocks her to the ground and this is where they have like The big scuffle. The big, massive argument with each other. And, like, Emma finally, I feel like, tells Cecilia how she really felt about her. Yeah. And, like, she's like, you're a fucking psycho and you've always been a psycho. And she ends up throwing the time capsule in the fire, which just sets Cecilia off into what ends up being, like, this fight where Emma gets stabbed buy some scissors and it ends up going on to like the dinner table yeah and they're beating the shit out of each other but hold on while um cecilia was really sad about the time capsule being burned in the fire emma's calling the pe- like the police the yeah. police and like 
before she gets tackled to the ground, they were like, are you safe? Like, do you feel safe? And she's like, no, I don't feel safe. Mm. Someone help me. And then gets tackled. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, this movie, this third act is batshit crazy and I love it. Mm. And I especially love this part because Alex comes back. Yeah, with the crutch. With the crutch and she attacks who she, she thinks is Cecilia. And so she, because Emma's on top of... Cecilia on the mm. table, Alex just like swipes the person on top off the table and just starts beating them in the face with the crush. Like she crushes Emma's yeah. skull with. Yeah, that's what I said. Just beating her in the face with it. Yeah. To the point and where she's like. Her whole pulp. face is mangled. Yeah. And this is where Cecilia's like, thank you. Yeah. Like, she's also filmed you. it. Yeah. She's filmed <laughs> it at the same time to like cover her ass. Yeah. And. Oh, yeah, and when she says thank you, Alex snaps out of it and then she, like, looks and tries to focus and then she realises that she's just killed Emma and so she swings up the crutch to get Cecilia and then you just hear a gunshot and so, like, Alex grabs the bullet out of her head. And then that (laughs) terrible CGI blood comes in. Such terrible CGI blood. (laughs) Yeah. And then she falls and it's the policeman from the station. And, oh, my God, he is just so funny. Because <laughs> he, like, he sees, he Emma's, sees face. Emma's face and he's, like, dry reaching. He's like, oh, oh God, I'm <laughs> going to go scout the house. And then he goes to, like, Cecilia and asks if she's okay and, like, goes, all right, I'm going to go scout the house and make sure everyone else is okay. And he's like, you're a weapon. You can do this. And I'm He's like, like psyching <laughs> himself up. It's so good. And so what I liked funny. about this part as well is like Emma, uh, sorry, not Emma. Again, with the names, <laughs> Cecilia grabs the other half of the necklace. So now she's got both halves. She's got both halves and she's watching the video and she's, it gets to the part. It's been mentioned about four times already. It's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And we finally hear like the full side of Emma. And she's like, when I grow up, I want to have pink hair and i want to drive a yellow beaten up vehicle which is at the start of the movie uh, cecilia is driving a shitty yellow car and she dyed her hair pink yeah which Which also side note makes me really mad because there is physically no way possible that her with her black hair could have dyed her hair pastel pink from a box without bleaching it like it's physically impossible because her roots were still black weren't they yeah but like It It really annoyed me. Yeah, but it was unrealistic. Fair enough. Well, it's movie. I don't care. It ends with Cecilia doing another Instagram post about like promoting her new book and talking about how she was the lone survivor of the Alexandra Kudis Kudis massacre. Massacre. And like it's one of those movies where the villain got away with it. Yeah. I also noticed, right, so... When we see the first, like, part of Cecilia live streaming at the start of the movie, she's in, like, a really small space. And then in this last part, she's in this massive room. Do you reckon that's because when she started, at the start of the movie, she was only on 200,000 followers? And now she's and at then 10 beca- million. Yeah, because of the massacre. Yeah. And she's a victim. But, a victim. But I feel like it's, like, a metaphor for, like, so she's kind of tighter in with like her followers but now that she's got so many she's like detached from them and there's like such a big open space between them Mm. i feel like it's like a metaphor this movie opened my eyes up to a lot really and especially like the social media side of how like social media controls our lives like i'm not even gonna lie i 
I'm addicted to my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm always on Instagram. I'm always on Facebook. I'm always on Snapchat, TikTok. TikTok. TikTok you mostly. and bloody TikTok. Yeah. But like just watching this film, it made me think like, holy f- shit, like our phones dictate our lives. Yeah. And it, it gets to a point where it can be fucked up. And yeah. Especially with influencers telling us to do things and. And you just believe them because look. you're like, how could they lie to me? Mm. And it's like. That's literally their job is to lie and say that their lives are great and this is how they got there. Well, it's not and really. It's not Everyone's human and we well, all- were even talking about it today. Like your mum came over and she was like, why are social media so shit? Like why does everyone just post like all the happy stuff? Because it makes me feel like shit about the shit going on in my life. Because no, like, no one shows the shit. Because the news is already so depressing. Like, there's no good news ever. Yeah. And, like, no one wants to post a depressing thing anymore. But I feel like if someone posts, like, I'm struggling, people straight away, like, you're attention-seeking. Yeah. Like, you're attention-seeking. You're not really. Yeah, you don't really feel this way. Or, like, your life can't be that bad because mine is worse. Yeah, and we all, like. it's always just, like, comparing. And it's fucked up. And I hate it. Yeah. And it's like, for me, like watching it, especially now as we are podcasters and we are YouTubers, even though we're probably not that good, but we are getting there Yeah. and I'm starting to get a bit more confident and like having this platform to talk about things has been amazing. And now getting to talk about another real thing, Yeah. like being that it is social media and like, yeah, our lives are not perfect. No. We struggle. This is a struggle sometimes to do this. Yeah. And, like, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. Like, I feel like getting on social media as young as I was was the worst thing I could have ever done. Yeah. Because, like, now Facebook comes up with memories and you see, like, the old things you used to post as a 15-year-old. And <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, why the fuck did I put that up? Why did I even say that? Like, it just makes no sense. And, like, social media is an outlet to, like, see people not be who they really are. Yeah, I'm really grateful for my parents because I was never allowed social media growing up. So all my friends had it when we were teenagers and I didn't get Instagram or Facebook or anything until I was about 16, 17, I think, purely because of work purposes. Like I was missing out on a lot of shifts because all the people that I worked with at my like little part-time job, they would swap shifts with each other in this group chat and I would miss out on getting those extra shifts. So mum's like, okay, you can have Facebook now, but you can only add these people. And then you can keep adding people the more that I trust you. And she's like, it's not that I don't trust you. She's like, I just know that social media is just a vessel for bullying. And I don't think you're equipped for it. She's like, because I know that you're such an emotional person that if someone bullied you online, I don't want you to end up being one of those statistics Yeah, that we see on 60 Minutes. Yeah. Like, and I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. I, I, I forced my parents to make me get on social media and I I really apologize for it. <laughs> I think it was the worst thing ever. And now it's a side hobby that I'm always on it and I'm always posting about things yeah. and trying to be but like it's different I, though. It, it's different cuz I like posting about horror movies and I like watching them and I like seeing new ones and yeah the true crime side of things always hurts and sucks <laughs> to learn about but I'll get there eventually but Yeah. yeah but I think that's I, like it's different though because 
like posting for your job is different than just scrolling mindlessly because that's what society is saying that that's what you should do in your free time. Hmm. I feel like it's going to be ironic when we end this, we ask everyone to follow us on our socials. But honestly, if there's anything this movie taught me, it's like, just put your phone down, go live your life and don't always post about things like don't show everyone what you're doing especially like say and a thing for me now is i don't when i go to a concert or a festival i won't film i won't show anyone i won't do anything because i just like i want to live in this moment and i want it to have it as a memory i don't want to watch it on my phone later like i was there i know i was there mentally yeah and like there's no better feeling and i hate going to concerts where everyone's got their phone out and it's like stop just live in the moment Mm. and i feel like this movie taught me just like social media is not life it's not reality and just go be whoever you want to be yeah Obviously, we're not going to be psycho killers Mm -hmm. and we're not going to look for the serotonin of getting the likes and comments for our podcast. But like we do appreciate all the love that we do get and we thank everyone for listening. Yeah. And as always, you can follow us (laughs) on Instagram at Better Watch Horror Pod. (laughs) Uh, I said it was ironic that we're going to end the podcast with this after talking about how it's so ironic but we hope that what we post and how we portray ourselves is that we're just normal people and we don't hide the shit yeah we're just honest yeah look i wasn't gonna be faking how i feel it. i'm never gonna fake how i feel about movies if it's shit i'll tell you it's shit all life in general all life in general if i'm having a shit time like hey yeah I'm having we're a having shit a shit time. time we're having a shit time that's fine you can have a shit time because we want to show you guys that it's okay to have a shit time and tell people that you're having a shit time. Look, it's okay to not be okay. And yeah. there's all these services out there that you can reach out to if you're not okay. Like for yeah. me personally, I did. Yeah. And it was the best thing I could have ever done. As I said, again, and I'm probably repeating myself, let's just say social media is not life. Live in the moment. And as just, best you can, really. As best you can. Because we know how hard it can be to yeah. not. Life's, life's shit. Let's not sugarcoat it. Life is shit, mm. but it's better living life than trying to be someone you're not. Yeah, exactly. But back to our ironics again. You can follow us on Instagram at Better Watch Horror Pod, TikTok BWH Pod, and Twitter official BWH Pod. As always, if you have any requests for movies or true crime episodes that you want to hear or see us talk about, we are Better Watch Horror Pod at gmail.com. Yep. And um, YouTube. Better watch horror on YouTube. Which, thank you for the love we've been getting over there. And, yeah, we're still learning and still getting used to being in front of camera. It's weird. Yeah. But, anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you in the next one in two weeks. Bye. <laughs>